as we know, they don't, they make legal um, representation so expensive and so, so high. And they know that brown people and black people can't afford it, which is why half of our brothers are sitting in jail right now because they can't afford legal representation. I got them. Like, I'm coming full, full flesh, like swing, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm swinging when I come out of here. If you have a fuck you, don't get stressed out in these horrible times. <laughs> Here at Black at Work Pod at gmail.com. Or you can also go online, Black at Work Pod, and submit anonymously through our submission form. Today, our fuck you comes from the anonymous, angry Black woman. I work at a Fortune 500 company and a few black folks began asking for Juneteenth off in our black ERG employee resource group. We created an idea on our internal idea board and have almost 3000 votes under 48 hours of creating it. Wow. We all thought it would be an easy thing to implement, get our organization good press, etc. Typically, ideas get implemented with under 100. Our chief DNI officer replied and gave us a long answer for a no. She told us that other holidays, she mentioned Diwali and Lunar New Year, aren't holidays, so we shouldn't get it off. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Those are festivals and celebrations, not independence days that are a part of American history. We were not free when this country was founded. Then she had the nerve to say we could use PTO, knowing full well many black folks are in servicing and cannot get a day off approved within a, within a week's notice. We are all pissed and angry at her insensitive reply, especially given recent events and most of us working well over our limits. We did this shit democratically and they still find a way to keep us down. Fuck black folks in leadership who don't use their power to speak for us. They say we support, we support black employees externally and say they'll donate to BLM, but all they offer internally are shitty ass six month plans that involve us improving relations with the police and racial sensitivity courses. Like that changes anything. Nah, we told you what we wanted that you could do right now to make us feel supported. Fuck y'all. Big fuck y'all. No, seriously. Y'all know y'all can give niggas Juneteenth off. Girl, for real. And um, actually, Nike, shout out to Nike. They are giving their uh, employees Juneteenth off. We pay. Um, um, so is uh, Twitter and Square. Jack Dorsey, um, he owns Twitter and Square. He's giving them Juneteenth off. It's what, a number of companies have have made Juneteenth a holiday. And good, good. They should. Right. Yeah, fuck them. I'm with you, anonymous, um, angry black. Oh, woman. you know what? She sent an update. That's what the update was for. I didn't notice that. Oh, okay, okay. All right. So, update. So, our internal petition actually got up to three thousand employees, and our company finally decided to give us the day off without us using PTO if we wanted the holiday off. Shaking my head. But now they're acting on LinkedIn like they really worked so hard on this. We fought tooth and nail to get this recognized and it won't even be a company paid holiday. It's just if we want the day off, we can take it without it coming out of our PTO bank. Still disappointed because they haven't said Black Lives Matter in any post. 
Mm, honestly, I you know this might be petty of me, but I feel I don't feel like black uh, white people should get Juneteenth off. I feel like that should be a special black ass holiday <laughs> for black ass people everywhere. No, I'm serious. You don't deserve to get J- Juneteenth off for what, bitch? For what work? What have you done? You didn't work to to get free and you didn't work to get recognized. Hell no. That's why I feel the same way about white people taking off for MLK Day. Take your ass to work. Then you know what? On the holidays that we should get off, all white people should have to work. Go to work. <laughs> I am so, I'm with you, friend. Like, I totally agree. Look, if we can't get reparations, the least we can do is get Juneteenth off and we can have it by ourselves. Like, y'all don't need to be with us. Like, y'all, yeah. But, and the thing is, Y'all be so pressed. Y'all, you know, in the back of y'all head don't like us and all that. But y'all, show gonna take off on uh, MLK Day. Y'all don't be right. y'all hands to go to work. Right. Oh, they oh, they be off. You know, Girl. going on trips, canoeing, and just skiing. <laughs> and y'all don't even know who Martin Luther King is. <laughs> Not they Bitches. <laughs> Girl, I am so done. Okay. Oh, Dana, you are hilarious. All right, y'all. So we have another fuck you. By the way, thank y'all for sending so many fuck yous and submissions to the website. This is awesome. Y'all sent us hella fuck yous and we're <laughs> we're going to read most of them. <laughs> we'll save some. So I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if she wants me to. So she says, fuck you. I got a heart. Fuck you. For real. I'm about to lose my job. Okay. My company's executive team has been silent as fuck about everything going on in the world. Like completely silent. Nothing on social media, nothing to us POC. Then when I spoke up, they tell us it's because they didn't know what to say and they want to do something instead of say something. But like you did do something. You stay quiet. Now you're trying to make up for it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> our co-worker was so motherfucking mad she opened up her iPhone and was like you know what the fuck I'm a right black at work <laughs> exactly what she did okay I'm sorry for that no co-worker no for real fuck them and they did do something by not saying anything like I'm you know what like we said last week okay black lives matter is suddenly okay to say now and we got all these companies coming out saying oh hashtag black lives matter and all of that stuff you do know what to say your white counterparts have given you guys scripts y'all know what the fuck to do you know where to donate your money if you don't know what to say or what to do then make your donation public say company x donated 25 million dollars like Lowe's did to um help black business small black businesses reopen after covid like put your money where your mouth is big corporations you can do or say something so yeah fuck you to your job too co-worker fuck them yeah, I, i'm with you co-worker yeah it's a lot going on and we appreciate y'all sending y'all fucking this is the place where we all go to the stairwell to scream so hey we all screaming child <laughs> screaming (laughs) all right so i guess we can go ahead and get into the water cooler so since we have a wonderful guest this week i'm gonna try to keep it light today y'all you know we ain't gonna talk about too much of the bullshit but um offset was clown this week 
for going out to vote in the Georgia primaries for the first time. It was his first time voting. He made a video and posted it to his social media, encouraging his fans and followers to use their rights and go out and vote. So I thought that that was that was really cute offset. You know, he got praise from a lot of people. But, you know, a lot of people were like, why is this nigga voting? (laughs) Y'all niggas is on one. I know people have their beliefs or distrust in the system, and rightfully so. Like, we shouldn't trust their asses. You know what they do to us. But my people, our ancestors literally, literally died so that our voices can be counted and we can vote. And honestly, that's enough for me to get the hell out and do what I need to do. So shout out to Mr. Set for setting an example. Y'all know that's my boy. Come on, Set, setting an example. <laughs> um, I'm still in fact that this is his first time voting. But hey, a lot of people, unfortunately, a lot of Black people don't feel the need to vote. They also don't feel like when they vote, uh, it does anything. These All these conspiracies and, you know, missed with Black folks and them not voting. But like you said, it, it is our, I feel like it is our right. It is our duty. We have to get out here and vote. Like you said, our ancestors fought, died, got sprayed with water hoses, was attacked by dogs, you know, just so that we could vote. And so that we could have a say so. So shout out to Offset. I'm glad he's uh, using his three million, however many followers he got, for some good and encouraging folks to get out there and vote. And hopefully y'all listen to him and stop clowning this man for voting. Come on, (laughs) y'all. You got nothing else to do? Like, let me get my ass out here and vote. Right. Well, today in big fucking loser news, the white man's president sent a cease and desist letter to CNN over a poll that shows Joe Biden with a wide lead. Nigga, get over yourself. Wow. You are lying to me. I'm not. I wish I was, but fuck him. (laughs) This man, he, I mean, every day is something. It is really, you send a cease and desist to CNN. It sounds ridiculous, but it sounds just like him. He's fucking ridiculous. And speaking of the bitch in chief, he was having his first campaign rally. Heavy emphasis on the word rally, because we really know this is just a fucking Klan meeting. But anyway, his first Klan meeting stop was supposed to be on Juneteenth in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places. (sighs) For those of you who don't know, about the once thriving Black Wall Street in Tulsa. In 1921, a group of whites with inferior DNA decided to murder over 300 Black men, women, and children and burn down all of their businesses, their houses, their churches, their banks, their schools, and, and much more. Like any anything that was in this area full of Blacks, they burned it down and they killed every living human being in that area. And none of the people who ended lives that day ever saw a lick of justice for their crimes we are celebrating the end of slavery and you want to bring the clan to this site on this day really my nigga juneteenth my nigga like maybe some of the whites who support him but swear they're not racist must have got to his ear because he moved his clan meeting to another day out of respect but fuck you dude Fuck you. I saw that. I saw his little tweet talking about my black friends. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I, I can't 
can't even I can't even believe he has the audacity to even fix his lips to say black friends. But you know he do got some Uncle Toms that he that he that they coon with, you know, and the foolery that they got going on. But I ain't got nothing to do with that. But child, I, I said I um my black friends thought it was a better idea for me to <laughs> <laughs> laughing every time I say them girl because it's ridiculous <laughs> it's so bad like black friends I'm going to say it again wanting him to out of respect for them he's going to go ahead and move it and then not move it next month not move it a couple days he moving it to the next day like you ain't even giving it a full 24 hours like I'm moving it to June 20th oh okay great his campaign staff, as we already know, is tone deaf as fuck. So, what can we else? What can we expect from these motherfuckers? Like, this is the norm. But anyway, in more beautiful news, shout out to Tiana Taylor and her husband Iman Shumpert. They announced Friday that they're expecting baby number two. So, congrats to them. Her snapback finna be on point. I don't even want to talk about it, but congratulations to this beautiful black couple and family. Congrats, Tiana, and she, her body is always. Do I sound bitter? Because I am. I want her body. Especially after just having a baby. Okay. Anessa, do you watch The Bachelor? I don't, but I did hear. Yeah, okay. So, for the first time in its 18 year history, the Bachelor names Matt James as his first black male lead. Look at y'all realizing Black Lives Matter and trying to be diverse. But fuck out of here. We didn't forget that discrimination lawsuit that was filed against ABC in 2012, where they literally argued that they had a First Amendment right to exclude people of color as a creative decision. Oh, but now Kelly Burke who is the president of ABC said, we know we have the responsibility to make sure the love stories we're seeing on screen are representative of the world where you live in and blah, blah, blah. She said some other shit, but bitch, we ain't forgot. And I'm not watching no way because homeboy is looking real sunken. Okay. He looks like the sunken place is his home address. I'm telling you. And I'm sure in true bachelor fashion, they're only going to have about two, maybe three non-white women to choose from. Anyway, so congrats to James and the Karen that he is sure to choose. And congrats to making history, brother. Baby, these reads, baby. Hold on now. Did you write any of Nene's reads on this reunion, this past reunion for Because I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm here for it. He said address is the fucking place. <laughs> I do not. Because you know what? I did go to his Instagram. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Because I was like, let me go to see. And nothing against, you know, multiracial people, but he is. He do got a wife, mama. So I mean, could they have not? Could they have not gone and or yeah, he's he's mixed. He's white and black. Could they have not gone and got a hundred percent nigga? Come, on. you know what? I didn't. Even, you know what? Fuck this story. Let's move on. This don't even count, <laughs> right? Anyway, them boys are at it again. This time in Florissant, Missouri. For those of you who don't know, Florissant is right next to Ferguson for context. Um, so the Florissant police was caught on a homeowner's ring light camera running down a black man with a police 
SUV. Baby, my people have been protesting. And shout out to my cousin Pooh. She lives behind the Florissant police station. And she'd be mad as hell because she can't drive down her street. <laughs> she'd be having to park like hella blocks down and walk through the protest <laughs> to get to her driveway. But she ain't mad. She with the shit's heavy. So shout out to my cousin. But the, the Florissant police uh, announced that they fired the detective. But we want criminal charges, so we still out here protesting, child. My cousin say they done turned the protest into a block party. Niggas got cheers, barbecue, earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> Y'all know how we get down. But fuck force and police. You heard me. Everybody I know has been fucked around by St. Louis County Police, myself included. Y'all gonna fire somebody for running over a whole body with a vehicle but not charge them? For what? If the ring light hadn't caught the shit, would y'all haven't even said anything? I hate these motherfuckers. Nope, nope, and nope. Yeah, they just they just terrible. So the um the protests are still going on, and they have been nonviolent mostly in Florissant. But my cousin said that the police are out there trying to agitate people in and start stuff. They got helicopters out there shining lights in people's faces unnecessarily and stuff like that. So everybody out there in Florissant protesting, you know, keep going. Homeboy needs to be charged, not just fired. He needs criminal charges. You literally attempted murder, bro. You need to go to jail. I'm just, you know, this story, along with so many others, it just makes you think like, what all is happening that we don't even know about? You know what I mean? Like, if there are not cameras around, nobody, it's like these white people get away literally with murder. And it's sad. What? We know this. I mean, we just finished talking about Tulsa. They they hung somebody. And I wish I had that story, but somebody was hung like two days ago. You heard about that too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I totally forgot about that. But like, I feel like now there's so many different stories and so many people's names that we have to say. And it's just like, at what point? At what point is it going to be regular for us to be able to live regular? Just like y'all. Right. Like, why does every traffic stop have to be, oh, my God, am I going to die today? Like, this is just too much. And y'all got niggas out here rolling over people with police cars. What What did that meeting look like for y'all? You brought them in. Look, uh, you all ran over a person. So you're fired. That's it. You know, I'm putting them in handcuffs like that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It's sad. It's ridiculous. There's speaking of. Did you did you hear about Live PD? Do you watch Live PD? Mm-mm. Live PD, um, they were, it's like a show that airs live, pol- you know, p- police pulling over people, whatever. And they were called off the air. They're not on the air anymore because they destroyed evidence or footage of the police shooting an, ar- an unarmed black man. And this airs every Friday on A&E. Wow. Now, y'all know y'all too trigger happy to be doing anything live. That's what y'all niggas get. It just goes to show you how much, you know, we don't know how many videos are out here, how much stuff is going on out here. Because, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just sad. Yeah, it's just sad. And I know I said I'm keeping it light today, y'all. But I just wanted to let y'all know that Miles Cosgrove, Jonathan Mattingly, and Brent. No, I'm sorry. Brett. Hankinson are still getting paid and has still not been charged for the murder of Breonna Taylor. Just wanted to put that out there. So y'all know what y'all need to do. They need to be charged for murdering that girl. As more and more stories come out about her, her character, the people that loved her and stuff like that, that girl had no business dying, especially since her boyfriend wasn't even the criminal that y'all was trying to paint him to be. 
all the whole story just fell apart and Louisville police y'all really really fucked this one up and y'all really really need to clean house I'm talking about from top to bottom I want the mayor fired I want the chief of police fired I want everybody in all y'all police departments and precincts everybody fired everybody that co-signed this I want the autopsy reporter fired I want everybody out out Y'all all need to be out because y'all did this to this girl. Y'all ruined somebody's life. Y'all took somebody's baby away from them for no reason. And her mom has been handling it just so, just such with grace and class. Every time I see her doing an interview or, you know, talking to people about what's going on, she's just, you know, of course she's sad, but she's black people always, you know, have to put up a great face, but it's sad. This this girl lost her life. We're, I mean, almost the same age over nothing. Over nothing. And in the wake of the movement, NASCAR decided to ban all drivers from using the Confederate flags on their racetracks. Um, this decision was made two days after Bubba Wallace, who is the only black NASCAR driver, y'all, by the way, the only one. He told NASCAR that it was time for them to make a change. So shout out to Bubba. I don't know who you are, but you know, you sound black. Anyway, um, <laughs> in response to this, NASCAR driver Ray Cicerelli, I don't even know or give a fuck if I'm pronouncing your name right, because fuck you. Um, he announced that he's quitting NASCAR because he's not allowed to fly his Confederate flag anymore. He finished his career with zero wins. So Sirenara ass face and fuck your long ass tone deaf rant shaming kneeling during the anthem and banning the flag. You fucking dumbass. You still don't get it. You still don't get it. So go ahead and stay home. I guess collect your unemployment, you know, since you ain't working no more. Holla back. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> Okay, ain't no more stimulus checks, bitch. <laughs> Girl, I I'm I have no words. I, I don't either. Fuck you, Ray. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for the water cooler, y'all. All right, y'all. So today for our down to business segment, we have the beautiful Miss Deja Monet, who is a social activist and advocator, advocating for justice. For our community, at least that's what her social media says. Hi, Deja. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Good, good. Thank you for being on the show with us today. Yes, thank you. Thank you guys for inviting me. Of course. So we know you've been out here in these streets protesting, making your voice heard every day. That's right. Um, We're going to plug your social media so people can know where to follow you at the end. But um, I kind of want you to talk about what got you into wanting to be an activist and um, what was that trigger point that made you say, okay, I need to be doing this for my people. Um, So actually it's really funny. So I went to a HBCU, Texas Southern university in Houston, my HBCU. I love it so much. Um, And I took a political science course with my he was my favorite professor. He passed away two years ago. So rest in peace. Um, but I took a political science course with him and I didn't know much about politics or like the black community. Um, cause unfortunately growing up, uh, the, the school system that we have now, they don't teach us the truth. Uh, 
so coming out of high school, I'm just like, okay, I know this, 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 and this. But going to an HBCU and taking a political science course, he just shed so much light on like the importance of just uh, being educated within the community. Um, also, while I was in Houston, uh, the Sandra Bland death had happened. So um, that right there stood out to me. Um, I went to the protest that happened at PV. I started going to um, like forums and conversations with panels and stuff. So that was the trigger. So in between my political science class and my um, professor, and Sandra Bland's death, I was like, okay, so this is what he's talking about. Um, I think it takes for people to actually, um, they can hear it all day, right? And they can see it all day. But when it's actually like close to you and the fact that I was in Houston, it's like, oh, like this is real, you know? Because sometimes you just see stuff on TV and you're like, oh, that will never happen to me. Or like, oh, you know, it happens, but I, I've never seen it. So I don't really care much. Um, it took for me to go to my HBCU for me to have a professor who was also, um, a city council member, um, for the Houston city council board. He was a professor at an HBCU and for Sandra Blaine's death to happen for me to, to be triggered. I wouldn't necessarily say, um, I was like oblivious to stuff, but I just didn't know like the the effect it could have on people because we watch the news and the news portrays like you know African Americans as um thugs are like always into something as criminals. Um but just seeing like as I got older and I started to learn the truth, like you know that mainstream media they gonna show you the narrative they want y'all to see um but they won't put the facts and truth behind it. So once I seen like that and I and wiser I'm like okay yeah this is it like I need to be vocal about this because it just didn't feel right um I don't ever want to have children or my brother I have a little brother who's 22 years old uh he lives in Atlanta so and he's a tall 6'4 with with dreads um I don't ever want to get that phone call like hey he's been killed by a police officer or he was stopped by a police officer and they were scared so they killed him you know, like I never right. want to hear that. So that's where I'm like, okay, I need to be vocal because we need to come up with some solutions. We're going to defund this, these police officers. Um, we're going to educate our black men and women because it's not just black men. We're going to educate them how to, how to deal with police officers, um, how to sign petitions and fight for, for policies so we can defund the police officers, you know? So it just, my learning experience and that experience to Sandra Bland just, you know, kind of woke me up. And the name Deja Monet, the social activist, uh, <laughs> that just came on, I want to say like a year after I started being vocal because I didn't consider myself as an activist. It was just something that I was passionate about um, because I knew it was wrong. Like it just didn't feel right to me um, seeing that people of color die just because they're they're black and brown. So, um, the name just actually came like after I was being vocal, like a lot of, I had a lot of support and uh, my support system from people that I didn't even know. Like I had supporters from out of state that they would follow me on like my social media and they're like, you're an activist, you're an activist. And I'm like, okay. But at first it didn't start off as, oh, I'm going to be an activist. It was just, I'm passionate about something. I don't like it. Let me be vocal. Oh, that was your calling, honey. That oh, was yeah. your calling. Yeah. 
I've, I've run into so many people who say that, uh, and it's just, it's, God is so funny because I never thought that, um, I would be known as an activist or trying to go to law school. Um, originally when I went to Texas Southern university, I was a chemistry major trying to get into pharmacy school. So my whole like life and career path has transitioned, um, into politics and law. And it's, it's just funny how, how you create like a passion and then you just, I mean, I'm just hungry for it. Like, let me educate people. So that way we can make a difference. We can be the change. So I think so too, (laughs) y'all. For sure. So we've seen you out here in Dallas during the protest because of George Floyd. Can you explain how that experience has been? We know that, you know, we talked about earlier how uh, the police are, you know, invoking, you know, people to, you know, just they're like it worse, basically, for people who are protesting. What has your experience been out there like um, protesting for George Floyd? Well, child, I have a lot to say about the Dallas PD, but we're going to say that for another day because I'm coming for them. But I'm coming mm-hmm. fully loaded um, with documentation, like proposals pow, for pow, policy pow. changes. I'm coming <laughs> like they they have woken me all the way up. OK, so, yeah. Um, but as far as the protest, um, my very, the very first protest I went to was like two weeks ago. It was on a Friday. Um, my organization, the next action generation, they put it together and it was at the, uh, headquarters. So I want to say this was probably like May 22nd, May 29th. I don't know, like a few weeks ago. Um, I went there. I was angry about the case, um, when I, I couldn't even watch the video, y'all. Like my stomach would not allow me to watch it. And, and I think it's because, um, when I see stuff like that, I think about all the black men I know, all the young kids that I know that will grow up to be black men. And I just, it just makes me cringe. So, um, I couldn't watch the, the, the whole video. I eventually did after the first protest and I'll tell y'all why in a second. But, um, so I watched half of the video and I was upset and I'm like, okay, no, like we're going to protest. This, this is not okay. Like the man was begging for his life. He called out for his mom, um, eight minutes. They were on his neck and the whole time, like, um, I think the Asian cop was just like, oh, this is what happened when you're on drugs or this is why you shouldn't use drugs. And I'm like, how ignorant can you be and how like unsympathetic can you be to do this to somebody? The man is crying out for help. So I was angry. So that was the first, my first, um, emotion. And my reaction was, okay, we're going to a protest. Cause no, this is not okay. Like this is, this is the stuff I'm talking about. So in order for me to get people to understand why I'm so passionate about this, let me go get on the front line. Cause that's step one protesting is step one and it's to gain national attention, which we did. So George Floyd was the biggest civil rights, uh, movement protest that had happened in history. All 50 states protest in, um, 18 countries. It might be more now, but 18 countries also protest for him. So yes, he did change the world. This was the biggest, um, civil rights protest. So now that we have national attention, like now we go to step two, but, um, at those protests, um, it was, it was filled with so many emotions from 
different people. Like you had um, older black men out there. You had the young kids there with their fathers and they're screaming um, like, I can't breathe or black lives matter. And for them to have to say that at a young age and the fact that they don't know a hundred percent what's going on, but they have to be taught that um, it was, it was heartbreaking. Um, But that also, motivated other protesters like no we have to change this for for the future because these little kids should never have to be in a situation like that and although they don't understand now they'll understand as they get older like oh i remember i was six years old at a at a protest you know hopefully it dies down and we can change all of that um but it's it's heartbreaking to see it's it's bittersweet it's good to see that there are um people of different ages there and different races. I was going to touch on that too. I love how it's been very diverse, which I think um, social media and it being diverse played a big part on why this um, George Floyd's protest blew up. Um, But it's very bittersweet because when you're there, it's so many emotions. You have people crying, you have people angry, you have people um, like shouting and, you know, it's, it's very, very emotional. So for me, um, I just took it in as like, you can't stop until you make a change. Like you can't stop until they make a policy to where black men don't have to be scared when they, they step outside of their house. You, you have to be able to make a change so it gave me fire but I was also uh very angry um so that was the first day I protested I want to say maybe on the third day I was overwhelmed because um you know black people still have to wake up and go to work the next day and see people don't think about that you know like they think that they just see it on the news and they're like, oh, it's okay. It'll pass over. But like, this is our life. Like, this is not a trend. This is not something that is, that has just happened. This has been happening. I, I love how you're so solution oriented. Cause I feel like a lot of people, um, in the movement aren't solution oriented. They like to focus, you know, on the past, what we did in the past, how we protested in the past. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't think that me personally, I don't think that that helps us. I, I, I really feel like, and I know you agree with me because you have this posted on your, um, social media, but like we need to control our commerce. We need to, you know, circulate back dollars. So as far as next steps for you, what does that look like? What does that look like in form of protesting and what you are trying to get done, um, as a social activist? Um, I want us to rebirth our um, community. And in order to do that, we need to organize. Um, I think that will probably be the challenge for us because when I say organize, I mean like rebirth everything. So we need to support each other, support each other with everything, every um, avenue, everything. So that way we can build that trust against um like within each other and then we can be stronger um, towards like other communities. We also need to vote. That is super important. And I know like most people don't really care about voting, but um, I actually had an event today, a voters registration drive um, in Dallas. And a lot of people of color were just like, well, to be honest, I don't vote because I wasn't taught um, any of this stuff. Like I wasn't in this environment to know what it means or, or the importance of it. Um, and that kind of made me sad because I'm like, man, you know, like, um, 
this is how we get people in office. This is how we get people out of office, especially um, local elections, because they are the people that will make a change in our community that we'll see directly. So people from like mayors to council members to um, police chiefs, everything that can direct um, affect us directly that happens in local elections. But when we don't vote, we don't see any changes. So then that's when we go to social media and we're just like, oh, well, this needs to change. And this is this needs to change. And it's like vote, you know. So I think the first step would be organizing um Within the community, we need to sit down and like figure out how can we be better as a community before we ask other people to help us as a community. Um, we need to buy black, um, support each other to where it's profitable for, for our sister or brother. So buy black. Um, I know that's kind of hard because I've struggled with it as well. Um, and I'm just going to be real, you know, some, some, Black owned businesses have poor customer service, but that's okay. That's something that, that can be worked on. And that's why we continue to educate each other. So support each other through all of that. Even if the customer service is horrible, don't hold it to them because they don't know. You know, they, they don't know that we've just been in that environment. And sadly, our environment made us to, to be like that, you know, so and organizing. Honestly, honestly, I would rather buy. I would rather buy something from someone with poor customer service than purchase something from someone who's going to give my money to a racist organization yep. or this bitch ass president. Yep. And you know, um, me too, but people don't think like that. You want to know why they're like, Oh no, uh, they were rude. So I'm not going back. They're not getting my money They're but you're going to give it to somebody that's, that doesn't even care about you. They, they play nice because they want your money, but they don't care about you. You know, so you need to just buy buy black because honestly, at the end of the day, we are all we have. We are we understand the struggle of being black and brown. You know, we understand what it's like uh, to be black and brown. So why should we give that away to somebody else who can't even understand us and most likely won't support us um, if we cry out for help, if we ask for um, allies to like help us? You know, so I think that's important buying black organizing um and And honestly keeping it real i'm sorry to cut you off but keeping mm -hmm. it real a lot of these other stores that y'all go to these asian hair stores and nail Mm -hmm. salons and the arab uh corner stores and shit they treat us bad but y'all keep going back because it's unacceptable to accept poor customer service from another black how dare you yep but I'm, i'm gonna accept poor customer service from you know I don't, I don't even want to name it because I'm sound as ignorant as, you know, they sound when they make up names for their culture, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you, that, that, that's, I feel like that is the mindset of most black people. And we, we really need to get out of that. Yeah. We need to break that. And it's, it's going to be so hard because the, um, the system was kind of created for us to, to be against each other. And this goes back to like a history educational trip. But if you go back to slavery, um, you know, we had some slaves that would kiss the master's ass and like go tell on a on another person and they would get treated good. Right. While the other slave gets whipped or whatever. So after slavery, we still weren't free. We still weren't um, free. They put us in environments that didn't have that was limited to resources. So now when we see a black man or a black woman coming up because we're hungry or we don't have anything, what are we going to do? We're going to go steal from them or we're going to go rob them. So the system 
kind of created us to be against each other when really like we should be working um, together. So it's a mindset that goes back like years ago and we need to break it because that's one of the reasons like we are not progressing. Um, I'm not going to say we haven't progressed at all because we have like we have entrepreneurs now. We have people getting their office like, you know, it's coming back. But those little things like that, that mindset is one of the things that set us back. Speaking of, I was going to mention that while we've been sitting here talking, you know, about, you know, what the solutions that we can do buying black and, you know, you know, supporting each other and all of that. It's very hard because I also shout out, I went to HBCU girl and I went to Clark Clark Atlanta University. Yes. Like you, I was also woke from one of my professors. Like I was like, but I didn't go to the extreme that you went. Unfortunately I didn't, I should have, but, um, and like you were saying, this goes back. It's a mindset. It goes back. 400, 500 years, however many years it was. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, how can we get it? it it's not our fault, um, no. you know, ultimately, because like you said, they pinned us against each other. You know, some slaves wanted to go, was in the big house with Massa and some slaves out there, on, you know, just being yeah. real out there picking cotton. So, you know, we, like you said, we've been, pinned against each other for so long how do we get out of the mindset of not doing that when that's all we've been taught for so long it's like you want to you know rally around and buy black and do all of this but you know it's like if it's five of us that are wanting to do that and the majority of us that are not who want to go and buy gucci and go and buy louis and do all of that and stay broke that's a whole nother conversation um but don't even got you know a thousand dollars coming in a bank account every two weeks. You know, how do we, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, did you read we, America? <laughs> yeah, she, she did. <laughs> like, how do we, if I'm with you, like I'm with both of you, I really want us to, it's about supporting each other and banding together. Cause if we came together, we could, I we, mean, black dollar means everything to every corporation. That's why a lot of these companies I feel are clout chasing it. Oh, Black Lives Matter, but they Oh could, yes, they let's get into that lose, conversation. They don't want to yes. lose black dollar. Because it's powerful. And um that's what Maybe. black people don't well, some black people know, but not all. We make up the most um I think Black dollars together, um, if I'm not mistaken, so don't criticize me if I get the number off, but it's, I think it's $1.2 trillion in the economy. That's, that's black people pouring into that. So if we could just pull that out and start our own, um, you know, community, like we would have so much money, like rotating and cycling, like within the community, but it's hard. Um, and it's, it's hard because for one, the I read this book once where it was like, you know, black people want to feel accepted by white people. Right. So they go out and they buy all these expensive things just so they can be accepted. Like, oh, OK, he has money, he has money. So he must be good. Oh, OK, she has money. So so she must be good. Right. But really, it's a tactic that the system used to keep us down, because most likely, like you said, they don't have money coming in. So they're going to go spend their last just to have that image just so they can be accepted by another race versus pouring that in to something that can be beneficial and profitable for the community. That's one. Um, two, 
it's hard for black people to get uh, businesses um, and the system is set up like that. We get denied business loans um, more than other races do. Uh, we don't really know like financial literacy that well, which we weren't taught that, um, which goes back to the systematic racism with the, the education system. Um, and also like, the areas that we do want to have our business in, they tax it so much and make it so expensive knowing that, okay, most likely we're not going to get approved for that business loan to even cover, um, to be put in a good location to where it has revenue coming in, you know? So it's like strategically planned. Um, we're going to give them this certain amount. And because it's that certain amount, they can only find a location in this, this area, which doesn't have much uh, revenue coming in. You know, so it's it's very, very hard. It's um, challenging and it's frustrating. But I believe like one day we are going to get it. I think with this generation now is so many entrepreneurs out there. And I think like this is the revolution. I think it's a, a start to a different cycle. OK, to freedom. That's what I heard you say. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what is so what is your next chapter like? What what things do you have? If you can tell us what things do you have planned? What what things are you putting in motion to make sure that these ideas that you have come to fruition? Um. So it's so funny. The past two weeks, I've been networking like crazy with big time organizations or like smaller organizations or people that have like big platforms. Um, I think the second step of action, because first step is protest, is to get as many people informed um, so that way we can create petitions, right? So as y'all know, if we didn't have these videos and people didn't see uh, these black men and black women being killed, it wouldn't, we wouldn't have any justice, right? So I'm going to use that to let's create, um, a policy or a proposal for a policy, um, and get as many signatures as possible so they can actually see, okay, it's human beings behind this. It's human beings that want to see this change. So if I go to the, to the city hall, um, with a proposal that has 5,000 signatures, you can't ignore that because that's 5,000 people saying, okay, here's the issue. Now where's the change? So I'm more so um, on that level, but I'm also I also want to give back to to my community and just teach the youth because that is our future. So um, I'm working with um, a city council member. We're trying to get more people involved. It's probably going to be a, a stretch, but God is on our side. Um, I'm actually working on trying to get a community center open for um kids, minority kids. So that way um, they can have a center to go to that has resources such as tutoring and um, educational advisors, um, counselors, therapy, you know, things of that nature. So that way we can kind of cater to our youth because those like we're getting older and that's going to be our future. And if we don't teach them while they're young, then they're going to be lost when they get to our age or, or get to that mental state to where they're trying to figure it out. They're going to be lost and we can't feed them to the world. That's, um, you know, racist or have stereotypes against them because they're going to lead them wrong. So I'm coming with policies. I'm coming with, I'm trying to come with community buildings to, to affect our youth. And I'm just going to be as vocal as possible, organized, um, like with other organizations to give back to the community, do panels, 
that's going to be my next project to put together a panel to uh, educate people on voting because a lot of people don't understand the importance of voting or they don't understand like the representatives that are um, that they're voting for and how all that works. So I'm just trying to educate people and also make changes with policies. Um, and with my policies, I'm going to have petitions behind it with a certain amount of signatures. So that way it can't get ignored. This is awesome. It's awesome. The work that Thank you're doing. Thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad we were able to get in contact with you so that we can see you prosper and create all of these policies and petitions and all this stuff comes to fruition for you. I, I really see it. And, uh, this is Thank awesome. y'all. I'm going yeah. to law school. Um, I'm trying to apply for law school. My goal is to apply for 10 law schools by the end of this year because I'm going to become a lawyer. I'm going to represent minorities because, as we know, they don't they make legal um, representation so expensive and so, so high. And they know that brown people and black people can't afford it, which is why. Half of our brothers are sitting in jail right now because they can't afford legal representation. I got them. Like I'm coming full, full flesh, like swing, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm swinging when I come out of here. So, girl, if you can see my praise hands over here, (laughs) when I tell you you spit that hot fire, you come for everybody neck. I'm yeah. Like you are I, going to be a lawyer. That's right, Monet JV. Thank you. Yes. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So if I can use my platform to just inspire like other people and just encourage them to like be vocal, because we have it. We we have it in us. They just want us to be silenced, and that's and I I feel like that's why they they wanted us to be quiet because they see that okay they have something in them, and if they come together like. We gonna be up out of here. So they try to throw things in there um, for us to like not be focused, like put us in the hood or environments, and know that it's gonna be fights. It's gonna be people robbing because you're only giving us limited supplies. Where else are we supposed to go to get it? You know. Um. So they just throw things out there to try to slow us down. But if I can just encourage one person and motivate one person, and they have this same fire that I have, that's all it takes. Because then they can go inspire somebody else, and it's like a domino effect. So that's why I'm never. My voice will never be silenced. Um. I've gotten some mean, mean Instagram messages, but guess what? I'm not gonna be silent at all whatsoever. So. Um, as long as I'm vocal and as long as I'm doing things in the community where people can actually see me and actively see me making a change, then I'm satisfied because I'm going to change one person's life before before I pass away. Somebody is going to have the same fire I have and they're going to do the same thing I'm doing, which is going to inspire other people. And for y'all uh, motherfuckers in them Instagram concerts, uh, I'm sorry, not the Instagram concerts, but the <laughs> Instagram comments. If yeah. y'all t- if y'all touch her, we riding for All real, straight like that. Okay, burn yeah. his fucking titty down on split. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not playing. No, for real. Yeah, we coming together as a community. So, yeah. if black, and I'm just gonna, I just want to add this to what you're saying, Deja. If mm-hmm. if black people knew their history and they knew that they were kings and queens. Yep. I feel like they would, you know, be 
feel totally different. It's all about your history. And if you're going in and going to educate these people about where they actually came from, I'm not talking about slavery. I'm talking about BC and all of that. Yep. If you go and tell them you were a king, you were a queen, we created everything. Black people created everything. Things were stolen from us and brought over here to the Caucasus Mountains and these Caucasians. Yep. So if y'all understand where you came from, we can take it back and we can like you said, rule the world. They're scared. They're obviously scared. They know we have something in us. That's why mm-hmm. they fight so hard to pit us against each pit And pit they us. don't teach us that. They don't teach us no. that growing up. They they give us Christopher Columbus. Come on. They they give us stuff like that. Like, no, let's be real. Why don't you put the facts out there? And I I just that's why my my goal is to hit the youth because they are starting when when we come out the womb, they are starting. So we just have to make sure we empower each other and continue to um, research and read and just educate each other because they're not they're not going to put it in those history books. And if you think about it, we go through twelve years, well, from pre K all the way to high school senior, learning absolutely nothing. nothing. We get after we graduate high school, what can we apply like in real life situations? Within those 12 years that we went, well, it's more than 12 years, but within the schools that we went, what can we apply to like real life situations? They need to teach us about taxes. They need to teach us about credit. They need to teach us about um, financial literacy, the real black history, how to start a business, you know, nonprofit stuff like that. They need to teach us stuff that we can actually use. We need our own schools, honestly. We do. And that's why I encourage all people to go to HBCUs because I'm telling you, we have, they have that stigma on HBCUs. Um, I actually went to HBCU and a PWI and they told me like my credits weren't even on the same level, the academic level as a PWI. So I had to retake classes just to get my degree, but we need our own schools. They try to put that stigma on HBCUs like, Oh, they're not, um, credible or, or they're, um, learning level is like beneath ours that's not true because my hbcu changed my life i learned so much by just being at an hbcu so i think all all kids need to go to hbcus these um these athletes that are getting scholarships do not go Girl, to D1 I was just school. about to say that. I was yes. just about to say that. Do not go to D1 schools. Put that back into a HBCU because those are going to be the people rooting for you. That's going to be the people fighting for you. Those other schools, those D1 schools, they don't care. You bringing them money. But what y'all getting? You know? Mm-mm. Literally nothing. HBCU. They don't even get paid. They don't even they get, don't paid get paid all at all. Yeah. All they get is a scholarship. And that's yeah. that, you know? So why not give a black school that um credit? But anyway, like you just said, I was I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and there was a young black man, I hate I don't have his name, but he was once committed to a huge D one school and he decided to go to Alcorn State, which I believe mm-hmm. is the HBCU. And I'm yeah. like, Okay, so it begins. So it yeah. begins. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. else follows suit. 
everybody yeah. fall asleep. We would have these white people on their knees. Yeah. What do you mean? Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Oh, you guys aren't being treated fairly. Well, what can we do to get you treated fairly? Because we need your $3 trillion or however many trillion yep. dollars. Back. We need your black ass athletes back in our school. We need your black ass brains in our corporation. We need yep. your black ass faces on the covers of our stuff so black people can shop here. So they need us. We need to get on one accord. I'm talking about on code everybody. We need yep. to put our black skin first. The things that the things that separate us are what's keeping us separated. We have too many people wrapped up in, oh, they're they're from a different tribe or they they from this uh island, I'm from this island, or we don't like black Americans, mm-hmm. we don't like Africans, they're gay, they're disabled. You're worried too much about stuff that does not matter. That does not we matter. All got on one accord and put our black skin first. We yeah. could shut this shit. Down about the entire diaspora. I'm talking about from the Aboriginals in Australia all the way up to the Dominican Republic, where yes, y'all are black. Everybody, we would have them on their fucking knees. I'm about to speak in tongues on this. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we we would. Yeah, and it's it's most um. Coaches, D1 coaches, they their salary is like over a million dollars. And if you look at some college students, they don't even have um, money to like eat. Like outside of their, their school plan, the, the college plan that they have, they don't even have money to go eat or go buy groceries for their dorm, you know? Thanks. So they should pay them. We're bringing in all this money. You train us. You work us. And we entertain y'all. Y'all make jerseys with our names on them and sell them for money. We don't see it. And we're up here asking for Roman noodles. What the fuck is, oh my goodness. Yep. And I wanted to touch on um, earlier, you all were talking about how corporations is kind of following the trend. I agree. Um, I feel like these big time corporations are only being vocal because um, they need our money. And I feel like because this happened during a pandemic, we have all the free time in the world to be on social media and social media took off with all of these protests and Black Lives Matter movement. And now they want to they want to talk about it. But this has been going on for years. So where were you when Trayvon Martin got killed? Where were you when Sandra Bland got killed? Like all of these people that have have died before uh, this year, why weren't y'all vocal then? Why are y'all being vocal now? And I'm not going to say all of them because some of them might be genuine, but I just think that they're following the trend. So let's see if they're still about it a month, a month from now or two months from now. Girl, it's so trendy. The Kardashians, one of them going to pop out with a bedazzled Black Lives Matter shirt. I'm just waiting on you. You lying. In, That's in, crazy. I'm, no, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just bullshit. <laughs> oh, for real? I'm like, nah, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> no, I'm waiting on them to pop out with one. You know they're gonna do it. You know they're gonna do it. Girl, they stay on our bumper. They stay on our trends. They and this do. Is just another one. This is just another one. Yeah. yeah, they they jock our culture so much um, down from the hairstyles to mm-hmm. to the clothes to the lips. You go get lip injections um, to have our features. You want to 
your music. You know, y'all all got a little bass and bob in y'all music, but you don't want to stand up and fight for us and for our cause. But you jock yeah. everything in our culture. Right. You want to be black, but you don't want to be black. Yes. Yeah. So if you're going to be black, be black and fight with us. Exactly. <laughs> Damn right. So Deja, right. Um, thank you again so much for being on our show. Before you go, I want you to plug your social media because I feel like people who don't know, and you've been spending nothing but knowledge, yes. they can follow you and get more information on how they can do these things. You even have um, um, lawyers up who are um, doing pro bono cases for people who getting locked up protesting and stuff so you just have a, a myriad of information on your social media so please please tell us tell our followers where we can find you yeah so y'all can follow me um on instagram at deja monet so that's d-a-j-a-i monet m-o-n-a-e i also have a website which is www.dejamonet.org and I post blogs on there, the same content that's on my Instagram, but I just elaborate a little more. Um, and you can also follow my page on Facebook at Deja Monet. So everything is Deja Monet straight across the board, Facebook, Instagram, and my website. And y'all remember that name because you're going to see her on the billboard telling y'all niggas to come out and vote. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mo- Monet, what, tw- 20, what, 24? <laughs> yeah, 2024. Speaking into existence, manifest it, all of that. Y'all will That's see my name. Cool. Y'all will see my name for sure. Oh, we know for sure. Thank you, you so much, Deja, for being Thank on the show. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so y'all much. for inviting me out. I love y'all. Y'all are funny. Um, the conversation was genuine, and y'all are the best, honestly, the best podcast I've been on. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That makes me happy. It's time for the break room. It's the break room. It's the break room. What you gonna do? Girl, we finna spill all the tea. Hey, hey, it's the break room. What you gonna do? All right, y'all. Well, um, did you watch any Dana, okay, everybody, we all listening. Let, we we got our ears to the, to the get your ears to the in your ear pie. Dana, did you watch Insecure? Yes or no? <laughs> oh my god, y'all! I'm so sorry. Listen, I'm a mom. Oh, no, okay. we didn't even <laughs> no, <laughs> That's no excuse, but no, I'm so far behind y'all. I swear to God, y'all, and I'm and I'm being real. So this is a real transparent moment here. Y'all know what I watch 24-7? Achille and me. My babies love Achille and me. It's like a, it's a black learning okay. cartoon on YouTube. I, I, so that, that's all I know. Achille, 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 Achille. You know what? I can't even hate on that. You gotta, you gotta do what the babies want because they, they want that. So, so, so what's going but on? But you know what's so though? good about it is that you know you have you need to catch up, and it's been so good. You could just binge watch, and like you're gonna be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I am looking forward and to I binge watching. It. Talk about it every because I week for you and ruin it, but I mean it's still good. Okay. No, you're not ruining so it. So can y'all can it get any better than this? The people that are yelling at the phone or at whatever you listening to me on, 
Uh, tomorrow, which would have already come out, but tomorrow is the season finale. Uh, what's the day? 614 Sunday is coming out. I feel like how though, because the season, I feel like it went by so fast. Like it's, it's it all flew by and they, they gave us extra episodes this year and it still it felt hella short. Yeah, I think they gave us 10 episodes this year, and they usually Girl, like, when I say it feels like, I, I guess when, you know, time flies when you're having fun, so. <laughs> but, <laughs> them 30 Girl, minutes they go need to go. Somebody said in the comments, because uh, I go and stalk Issa's comments and uh, Yvonne Origins' <laughs> comments, um, but they were saying that it needs to be an hour. But anyway, Insecure was so good, y'all. Um this episode, I'm so looking forward to the next episode because, like, when the when this episode came, last week's episode came on, I'm like, it has to be a dream. I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. My eyes are not. This this can't be real. But like, Issa and uh, Lawrence are kicking it. When I say kicking it, that's all I'm gonna say because I don't want to ruin it. But they are kicking it, and you know, we thought that Molly and Issa were going to reconcile, and they actually didn't. It was kind of like we might need to go our separate ways. So this next episode is the end of the episode. And there are a lot of things that are going on in the preview. So you really don't know, but it looks like a sh- it's like, Oh my God, what's going to happen. So I'm really excited about that. And we'll watch and we'll talk about it next week. Is it, is it bad that I'm not too mad that Issa and Molly? Aren't- Girl, no, I think everybody is like, fuck me. Cause I'm kind of over Molly. Like I, I don't think she's a good friend. I feel like I, you know, I just dislike women who decide to get better because of a man. Like what is wrong with you? You should be healing your person before then. And that's the kind that's, that's the energy that I feel from Molly. Like she's so wrong that she's right. So where she feels like, and I just think that I feel like the, the, and I might be totally wrong. And of course, Issa is a character, but the path that she's going in in life, she probably doesn't need somebody like Molly that's just so negative and just thinks so less of her, even as a quote unquote friend. You know, I, I don't have tolerance for quote unquote friends. You know, I cut a bitch off real quick. Like you never fucking existed. Ho. And that's what, <laughs> that's what I would have done if I was Issa, because how the f- you're going to be mad at me? For not, y- y'all know the story. Yeah, y'all know the story. For sure. Anyway. And, you know, in this last episode, Issa was trying to reconcile with Molly and she just was not trying. Like, she was not trying. So, you know, at one point, Issa was just like, you know, when they decided that they might need to go separate ways, Issa was like, look, maybe we don't need to continue because you just, it feels like I'm the only one that's trying in this friendship. So, We'll see how it all the way plays out. I'm hoping that Lawrence and Issa, you know, stay with it because I really need them to get married and have kids one day. (laughs) (laughs) And I know people like y'all go through it with y'all friends or some shit, but some things your quote unquote friends aren't supposed to do. And when you start seeing behaviors and shit like that, you probably need to just exit stage left. Whatever their growth is or whatever their issues is, it probably don't have nothing to do with you. You probably just need to move yourself out the way and let them do their growth on their own time. But I wouldn't have nobody like Molly bringing me down. And 
Molly is obviously on a different path in life. You know, she got her 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 dude, so she's doing her thing or whatever. And maybe one day she'll realize how horrible she of a friend she was to East. And not I'm not saying she was t- totally horrible, but if you watch every season, like she's always yeah. got some shit to say. She's always hella negative. She always throwing some shit in Issa's face. It's like, damn, bitch, are you right. my friend? Like for real. So like. I'm just over that energy, and maybe you know it's just me personally, but I'm just overseeing and entertaining it's not people everybody like that. Is, but um, anyway, yeah. on to some Netflix shows that came out recently that you guys need to watch. Actually, um, this one is not really a recent, uh, but it's kind of resurfacing now. Um, have you seen or heard about Thirteenth Amendment on Netflix? The Thirteenth, uh, that Ava DuVernay yes. recorded. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, I have. Ava DuVernay, so you have seen it. It is so good. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. If you have not watched it, I, I was actually looking at, Um, I, I watched Ava DuVernay on Ellen. She had her on there because now, you know, with everything going on, um, it's resurfacing and it's starting to trend now. So um, if you guys have not watched that, it's about mass incarceration and how the 13th Amendment basically lawfully allows states to enslave us if we're considered criminals. Um, it came out in 2016, but, you know, uh, that. And then also Dave Chappelle's special is on is on Netflix. It's about him winning the highest comedy award, the Mark Twain honor. Have you seen that, Dana? I, you know what? I did watch 13 minutes of it. Is that Girl, what you in this 13 minutes or this? I watched the snippet. <laughs> I got kids. I got kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. no I'm sorry, no, no, no. y'all. It's, it's, no, no, no. You're good. It, um, but what were you saying about the Dave Chappelle special? No, I, it wasn't it wasn't it when he was talking about the George Floyd protests when they were all in the audience wearing masks, no, right? No. Or was, or was, oh, but he does actually have a special where he he has a little. It's like thirty oh. minutes long where he's talking about George. Oh, okay, Floyd well, I need protests. to watch that. Thank you for plugging. It. I have not watched that. What is it? What is it on YouTube? Yes, okay, it's on okay. YouTube. Okay, yeah. No, this is just about him winning the Mark Twain honor, the highest comedy award. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it. it like, okay. Right, well it is well deserved. And Dave Chappelle is woke, y'all. If y'all know, Dave Chappelle is really woke. So watch that also on Netflix. Um, new music that's out. Lil Baby got another. Y'all remember last week I talked about how uh, a lot of these artists are coming out with songs to, you know, that's a resemblance of the times that we're in right now. Lil Baby has a song out called The Bigger Picture. He also has a video out. Uh, you saw that? Yes. I saw that. I saw the video. I heard the song. I'm like, gone, little baby. He, he did that. Yes, I love I him like too. Him. I yeah. really do. Um, also, on to trolling. Speaking of trolling, trolls, Takashi69 and Nicki Minaj, they have um, a song out. Well, I guess it's Takashi69 and then it's Nicki Minaj is featured on it, but it's called Trolls. The video is a mess. Um, I don't like it. So, <laughs> and by the way, there was a, a picture that surfaced on Instagram of Nicki Minaj. She looked real four months. He said real four months. <laughs> she looking real pregnant. Um, did you see? The, first of all, have you heard the song, Dana? And have you seen the video? What are your thoughts about that, girl? I'm not entertaining that bullshit. 
I don't give a fuck about Takashi 69 I don't even care about him or Nikki enough to click on the link to the video to see if the bitch pregnant. Like, I just find out when she make a goddamn announcement. And if she don't make one, I'm not going to find out because I'm not watching that motherfucking video. I'm not giving that nigga no streams. I hope somebody snatches his motherfucking lace front off. <laughs> Girl, yeah, you know he do got a lace front on that chat. I ain't going to... But... Bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean he literally they got the most hip hop video views on YouTube ever like, history. Of like, they have sixty six million views. Like it's it's ridiculous. I don't I still don't understand why people are supporting this man. But anyway, moving on to uh the baby, he has a song out. Now this song isn't new, it's the baby featuring Roddy Rich, it's called Rockstar, but he came out with a Rockstar BLM remix. So he just like remixed his original song to, you know, correct. For Black, for Black Lives Matter. Matter. So that's cool. Um and lastly, <laughs> we all love Boosie, okay? Boosie ain't got no song out, but I just want to leave y'all with the fact that Boosie is upset that Chuck E. Cheese is closing down. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Boosie went on his live and was like distraught because Chuck E. Cheese is bankrupt. They filed bankrupt. And so now they're about to close like supposedly all of these locations, allegedly. And so he went on his Instagram live and he was just like, you know, you know, my my baby going to be upset because we can't go to Chuck E. Cheese no more. You know, his legs or whatever. So he went on there. <laughs> Nigga, what? He was like, you know, they got the best pizza and wings. I can't believe they closed it down. Not Chucky. He said, not Chucky. Not Chucky, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that homophobic bastard loved Chuck E. Cheese? Girl, that's all I was what I'm saying. So, y'all past or y'all want to go to Boosie's Instagram? Just I don't know. Put him, give him a heart or a piece of emoji on his comments. Maybe that'll make him feel better. What have you been listening to? Though? Um, I have been listening to. You know what, y'all? I really this week at work has been kind of really busy and all over the place. So I haven't really had a chance to listen to a lot of stuff but um little baby like i'm really into him right now like um i really like his song emotionally scared his new album um what is his new album called i'm like looking for my phone his new album i can't remember what the name of his new album is called but I mean, it's not new. I guess it's not new, new. But I've been listening to Little Baby, and then I'm still listening to Roddy Rich. Uh, I know that's old. And you know what? Recently, I have actually gone back. Y'all know I told y'all I got Spotify now because I ain't I, I stopped the membership on Apple. Um, and what I love about Spotify is the fact that they have different playlists for from like the 2000s from the 99 and the 2000s so i've really been on like listening to like nelly and Ludacris and old usher and speaking of usher and Ludacris and Lil john have a new song called sex beat i don't know if y'all heard that yeah what? it's like a you know how they came out with lovers and friends a long time ago they got a they so this is yes, called, called sex, sex beat. beat i actually like it it's really that does not sound like something I would like to do. That sounds like painful sex. Or what? Like, or I'm getting beat. <laughs> what is this oh about? 
these games of songs. Where did y'all? What are y'all Girl, doing? Lovers, I don't get it. Lovers and friends to Sex Beat Child. I actually like the song, you know. But yeah, I've been listening to like a lot of old school playlists, and you know, since this quarantine and everybody been in the house, I don't really hear a lot of music that I like. The new music that's coming out, I don't really hear anything that's like catching my eye. I mean. So, but I've been listening to Lil Baby um, and just a lot of old music. I guess that's now considered old school, our old 2099 song, Soul. So, that's what I'm listening to. What right. about you? Uh, Akili, Akili, Akili. <laughs> also, though, with you, Dana, I can't. Girl, let me get off this recording today. I'm tripping. <laughs> well, y'all. <laughs> That's all I have for the break room staff. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to us this week. Um, and damn, sending in all these fuck yous. Like, y'all are the bomb. Like, seriously. We really appreciate it. Um, and we're going to get to everyone, we promise. So, um, that's all I had. Did you have any news? I have no news. Oh, I do have one bit of news. I want you guys uh, for a shout out for black businesses. Um, There is a black business that I think is so interesting and tight and who would have thought of it? They have Band-Aids. It's not called Band-Aids. Yes, it's called Brown (laughs) Ages. Yeah, brown brown digits. Brown digits. Brown They're called brown digits. And instead of going to get band-aid, you can get brown digits in their color flesh tone for us. Speaking of, did y'all see? I'm sorry, it's like I'm going back to the water cooler, but water cooler, but since I'm mentioning that, did y'all see Band-Aid came out with flesh tone? Band-Aid. 99 years too late, bitch. We using brownages. Bye. That's all I got to say. If y'all have a scratch, please use brownages. Don't use Band-Aid no more. That's all I got. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to us this week. We'll be back next week with more shit. And uh, as always, send your fuck yous into our website and our email at blackandworkpod.com. Any questions, comments, or whatever, you know, hit us up in DMs, Instagram, social media, all of that. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.